0: Welcome
1: to This Week in
0: Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan.
1: It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 271. Hut, hut, hut! It is Monday, February 8th, 2016. My name is Rob Woodbridge from located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And with me, as usual, from his usual place... Yes,
0: it is Asif Khan of the Location Based Marketing Association in Toronto, Balmy, Warm Green Toronto. Um yes, and uh that was a... The, I, I have to say, Rob, one of the most boring Super Bowls I've watched ever. Ever.
1: ever. It was like it was how, who could who could capitalize on mistakes instead of uh, that was not That was an yeah. offensive offensive game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I
0: I think the uh you know, the by the time we got into like the last half of the fourth quarter or something, the longest touchdown you know uh, was like five yards or something, yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it was,
1: well, everything was de- it was such a defensive game. It was like it, miscue after miscue after miscue. It was probably the worst game I've ever I've ever sat through. The, had the pleasure of sitting through the entire thing. Yeah, it, it goes to you know. It also says I like. I really don't care about football. I know it's sacrilegious in America to not care about but, football. But you know, the company and the food was good. So yeah, I, same with me. Yeah, at it, uh, it pizza and wings, yeah, the usual. I was with it. You know, I was I was with a bunch of guys and I we just kind of looked at each other and realized that we're all three letter names like Miv, Rod, Rob, and two Tims, uh, and uh, and one of the Tims and Miv kind of dozed, you know, midway through and and then that was that was it. But the best part of the game, the entire best part of the entire game, can I tell you this, was when they did that halftime tribute to all Bruce the other Bruce artists, Springsteen? and Bruce Springsteen was on the screen. <laughs> it woke me up right then and I was like, boom, Bruce, Bruce there, there yeah, and you know, because I'm just coming off of a marathon, three hour and fifty minute show, and we were in Toronto, it was 15 degrees Celsius that day, we are wandering around Toronto on the, the harbour front and, and and went to the aquarium, but we saw Bruce Springsteen, of course, I took my kids down there to see Springsteen, it was just absolutely amazing. The highlight, which you would have seen by now, or you would have heard by now, was my son Jack belting out "The River," as better as best as anybody could, uh, as uh, with, with Bruce Springsteen. It was, was the—I knew at that moment, Asif—that I that I had done my job as a parent. And at nine <laughs> years old, I, I have actually offered all that I can now to my kids, and there I passed go. the baton on to my wife. I'm done. I'm tapped out. I'm You're done. done. You've done it. I yeah. got nothing left. Cool. I have I have educated them as much as I can. <laughs> it's best now that I stop. Yeah, you know, you can only go downhill from now. Right? It can only go downhill from now. Yeah. How was the aquarium? Was that good? It was good, yeah. We we've been there. We were there in the summer. Yeah. And it was just basically uh so full. It was not a good experience. But this time obviously it was I think it was a Wednesday and morning and there was nobody in it. So it was much, 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 much better. My kids really, really loved it. And I think we could spend weeks in there. It's just it's a lot of fun. So if you ever have a chance, it's Ripley's aquarium down down there. Down there by the waterfront in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. There you go. Oh, I see if we got a good a good uh, week this week obviously uh, but you're just back from uh, the Europe land uh, what were you doing out there loca conference talk about that a little bit yeah so that's
0: our um, you know uh, LbMAs European event uh, two-day event uh, in Munich and uh, it was really good it was uh, this is the second year I'd say double the size uh, of, wow. of the audience uh, almost from the previous year uh, lots of great like just super high quality speakers um, you know, Mondelez uh, participated and talked about their launching uh, and we're partnering with them on launching the uh, Mobile Futures, Shopper features program in Germany. Very cool. uh, so that was uh, pretty exciting. And, um, yeah, the um, indoors guys that we're going to be talking about a little bit later were there. The Beacon Inside guys were there. Locals was there from uh, UK and Australia. Um, so there, there were a lot of really interesting uh, presentations. Coca-Cola. Um, There was a case study presented uh, between the Unicast um, Copa, uh, or sorry, Kappa, uh, which is the movie theater case study, um, where Coke participated in that. That was uh, shared, and in fact, I'm very happy to report that uh, the uh, the guy, the marketing guy from Kappa, uh, who basically is is the biggest movie theater chain over there, uh, is coming to Retail Loco. And they're going to present that case study with Unicast um, and some new data because it's uh, it's evolved since uh, since that time. Um, So you'll you'll get to hear that firsthand. So pretty cool. So all
1: around a great event. Very good event. Yeah. Except for the fact that there wasn't enough snow to ski.
0: Yeah, it was the same as here. It was like plus fourteen or or fifteen degrees. It was it was warm and uh, yeah. So.
1: Well, I uh, that was that sounds like a good week.
0: Yeah, very good week. And what's uh, going on
1: for, what's what's next week? What are the next couple of weeks? Lots
0: going on this week. So we've got uh, February the 10th right here in Toronto. The uh, Toronto Chapter is hosting yep. an event on uh, location-based customer loyalty. So that intersection between geo and loyalty programs um, and how beacons and all that stuff fits fits together is it, going to be happening. Uh, we've got Rover uh, involved in that. We've got um the uh, Steve Alman, uh, who used to be at uh, at Air Miles, is going to be participating. Uh, sorry, uh, not Air Miles at um, Aeroplan, um, Air Canada's uh, loyalty program. Um, and then we've uh, got Subway as uh, marketing people uh, who've been working on loyalty through Wi-Fi uh, with Turnstile, um, and so they'll be part of that as well um so a, a good panel interesting discussion as well as mediative uh, has just come on board for that so should be a good discussion so that's uh, uh this uh wednesday um february the 10th in the evening should be a really good event and then on the 22nd uh, there's two things going on uh, i will be in uh, palm springs for E-Tail West, which is a huge uh, event, um, pretty much if you are a retailer and you have an online presence, you are there. Um, pretty every major retailer uh, that has online uh, operations is is part of this thing. It's huge. Um, and then on the same at the same time, while I'm over there, um, I know Karsten and from our Germany operations, Aubriana from Atlanta, Dan from uh, New York. We'll be hosting a uh, a little LBMA meetup at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. Uh, so the, both of these things are on February the twenty second, um, and uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. And then of course Retail Loco can't forget that. Just like over a month away now, uh, oh March thirteenth, Sunday, March thirteenth. It's a full day event uh, during South by Southwest in Austin. Um, so pretty excited about that. Uh, we, we've got like an amazing lineup of speakers, a lot of new speakers. Uh, just go to retaillow.co and you will see uh, who's there. But I know uh, just confirmed uh, the chief marketing officer of Dollar Shave Club uh, we've got uh, a speaker from the innovation side of Kraft Heinz uh, that just came on board. We've got uh, the head of digital for John Varvatos, uh, the high-end men's clothing um, uh, line. We've got Office Depot. We've got, I mean, like he goes on and on, like this uh, amazing lineup of, uh, of brands that are uh, coming on board. So, March 13th at South by
1: Southwest. And I, I don't have to worry about the Dollar shape Club these days. No. No, 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 no. 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 Yeah. My dollar would go a long way, yeah. and, and and actually, I just bought a new
0: shaver on the weekends. So oh, I'm you like, did? Eh? I'm feeling like yeah. Like Are you does... an electric
1: guy? You a blade? I
0: so what I do is is uh, like during the week it's generally electric, and then on the weekends I do like an actual blade shave. Jeez,
1: it's so crazy. Bro- eh? Yeah, this is the insight that you never would have received had you not exactly. been listening to this podcast. Yeah. Wow. Well, that sounds like a uh, good time. So, retaillow.co, I can't wait. I always have a great time there. And, and South by Southwest, uh, you know, it's Austin in March, so it doesn't really, you know, the weather sucks always, right? Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Going to be good. Well, uh, you know, adding to that, we got a great uh, show today, as usual. Ten amazing stories, five from the industry, five from the partners, but or the members. But you got to think that, that you know they're all relevant to you, so don't don't yeah. don't miss any of these getting some good feedback about this uh, podcast and of course it's brought to you as usual by our good friends at Samsung go to insights.samsung.com for some impartial great industry coverage uh, it's just it's it's a great blog you should be there you should be following these guys taking a look at what they're doing so insights.samsung.com thanks thank you guys for sponsoring we'll have some more next week about uh, some of the resources that they provide um, anything else that we need to talk about should we just jump right into I the think industry? we're ready to roll. All right, well, you know, in, in keeping with the uh, the Super Bowl conversation, did you know that I think that, what were they talking about? This is a company called Domino's. I don't know if you've heard of these guys. Um, they're known as a pizza company, but but by and large, these guys, by and large, these guys are predominantly now a technology company. These guys are an advanced tech company, um, and they are a, uh, a behemoth in the pizza. They're talking about 10, 12 million pizza slices were, were distributed Yesterday, that's Super Bowl Sunday. Twelve million slices, like that is a, a, a huge amount of money. Like, talking about four million wings or seven million wings, um, so this is a big day for them, obviously, and and their goal, obviously. For, for obvious facts is to help you order as soon as you can, as fast as you can. So, Asif always gives me these stories about pizza ordering because remember, I think it was Pizza Hut that allowed you to order from right from a Pizza Hut button from the car, and yeah. and and Domino's actually does the, the the delivery with the you know the easy button where you push the button on
0: you know yeah. you get it. And they had
1: that that tummy translator thing. Remember that exactly to tell you what you what you want to eat. It's it's funny, oddly enough, it always pointed to pizza. Is that right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so you know, um, so th- these guys are, are innovative, and then they, they we talked about uh, the fact that you can tweet an emoji you can tweet to order, you can send text an emoji to order, you can do all these different things. So they can do uh, text emojis, you can do uh, Twitter, you can order on smart TV, and of course, the last piece of this was this sleeper hit called the Amazon Echo and now of course you can check to see the status of your pizza where it is in the delivery queue and where it is actually physically in a car somewhere coming towards you but you can also order it from alexa which is crazy and alexa is the voice obviously of the amazon echo and you can just if you hook up your uh your domino's account and credit card to uh, to uh the echo through the softwares, you know, in the back ends there in the softwares, you can actually have them order your pizza. You can order your previous pizza or your favorite pizza and just do it by voice, which I think is absolutely freaking useless. No. <laughs> I mean, look, I, you know, one of the things is that um, it's funny the way that they position this, and this is from their press release, and this is what is a very interesting conversation to have because Domino's is a pizza shop. It's what yeah. it is, but the way they describe themselves, as the recognized world leader in pizza delivery and digital ordering platforms. They don't talk about themselves as being the place with the best pizza because quite frankly Domino's is fast food, fast food, fast food pizza, right? But they, they consider themselves as the world leader in pizza delivery and digital ordering platforms which is a very interesting play because really their pizza is not great but they order they're in, on every platform, yeah. and they order well. well they so do they- have Ramon Wow too. Yeah, Ramon Wow. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, but like, you know, they these guys are when you when you start to think about them as a technology platform for ordering, then then this makes sense. Um, I, I don't eat Domino's pizza. I don't. I never will because they bought uh, my sister's phone number here in the city to give Domino like for Domino's, and I think I've told the story. Um, and then they in exchange, it wasn't cash. they just gave her like 50 extra large pizza vouchers. and she didn't eat it. So I ate all fifty of those extra large pizzas. and I can't look at a Domino's pizza ever again. I like it's been 20 years and I, st- I look I, I can't even look at them. But if you're looking in Ottawa, that two three four three zero three zero phone number was actually my sister's phone number back in the day. But I can't see. I can't. And
0: I, I actually like Domino's in
1: contrast to
0: other pizzas out there. Yeah. Uh, like I, like I, I would choose Domino's hands down over like pizza, pizza or some of these others. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's uh, yeah, it's not. But it's
1: not. but yeah, if I had to eat fifty pizzas, I'd probably be sick of it. I can't even talk about it. I can't like my mouth. I might actually throw up. I need a bucket here. Um, sure. But what's cool about this is is that the Alexa Skills Kit, which is what brings the ability to order this into uh, the um, Amazon Echo. I think that this is I, I've seen many articles over the last week about this sleeper piece, which is Amazon Echo. People yeah. love it when it's. Do you have your Echo room. yet? I don't. I don't have one yet. Yeah. I, but I, but I'm thinking that it's 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 now about time. So yeah. Now that I can order pizza from Domino's, that's our first story. There you pizza go. Pizza delivery. Okay,
0: our second story. Over to the uh, city of Los Angeles, soon to be home to an NFL team, again, um, The uh, an interesting move here. So There was an announcement last week between the mayor, uh, Eric Garcita, I think is how you say that, and uh, Esri's president, Jack uh, Dangermund. Uh, this guy is uh, well known uh, around the world of location in, in GIS and ge- anything to do with geospatial. So they have launched, the city of Los Angeles has launched something called GeoHub, and it's a location-as-a-service uh, technology piece um, that basically relays real-time data and mapping to the city and its residents and businesses. So they've completely opened up everything to do with like you know open data uh, and location data uh, through this new portal um, called GeoHub, and I guess it's powered by Esri. Um, so it has eight categories of data: business boundaries, infrastructure planning, recreation and parks, safety, schools, and transportation. Each category has real-time data on the um, the uh, important citywide information. For example, it says the boundaries category includes maps of the county, city, forest, and school district, uh, uh, etc. It can even bring maps of cellular paging and communications towers as well as sewer pipes. Every anything you need to know when you're trying to do anything in the city of Los Angeles. Um, and it's pretty cool. It's not just open for businesses. Students can use it. Researchers can use it. Average residents can use it. Journalists can use it. Uh, so it's completely open to anybody who wants access to this. Um, I think this is brilliant. I think every city should be making this kind of data available. Uh, good on Esri for, uh, for getting uh, with the city of Los Angeles and making this happen. So there you go. Geohub, open location data from the city of Los Angeles.
1: Sweet. All right. So open data to how about uh, pouring, opening my mouth and pouring a lot of money into my throat? Yeah. That's a terrible, terrible segue. I'm not as good as you, as you received, but yeah. <laughs> how about 40 million smackaroos? Uh, and that is exactly what City Mapper just raised uh, from Index Ventures, Benchmark Capital, Yuri Milner, Tom Stafford, and Michael Linton. This is a Series B round. Um, and this is, you know, a significant amount because if, if, if I read this correctly. It's re- it's really not with a goal in mind other than to fill out the services. I think they're in 21 cities right now, um, or 30 cities uh, right now. And uh, it's just to fill out the services that they want there. But it's also, which is really, uh, there's a cool part, which I'll get to in a second. So uh, for those of you who do not know what City Mapper is, it is a way to get around a city. That's it. It, it. it maps all transportation services, all of the scheduling services, and it's available in, as I said, 30 cities. They took a series, A- uh, round of $10 million a couple of years ago. And the whole goal with that was to just expand cities. So now they're in 30 cities, now they want to fill it out. And, and what they're now talking about, which is cool, is n- not just being in the developed nations and developed cities of the world, is to go to the underdeveloped cities or the developing nations and become the infrastructure or contribute to the infrastructure of scheduling there. Because we all know that buses come when they come should they come at all, and they stop when they stop, and it's very difficult for to you mm. know for for big countries and big cities to schedule. Uh, I, I mean, I, how many times have I been you know in India and have had a, uh, you know trains delayed or buses just pass me by and not pick me up, and so their goal is to take the data that they've collected or that they are collecting and help actually normalize the data around uh, these emerging economies and the cities and uh, for transportation. So if they can contribute to the scheduling challenge. Uh, that uh, we Westerners want to impose in developing nations, I think that's an okay thing to do. Um, but these guys, forty million dollars, forty million bucks a city, matter. pretty nice.
0: Uh, and these guys are based in the UK. But yeah. you know, I was confused. I've re- I read this article. There was this interview done with them around this financing, and uh, the uh, I guess the journalists, you know, kind of labeled them as uh, fast becoming a UK unicorn. <laughs> yeah. And then they responded by saying. And this is where I'm confused. It says we're not a unicorn.
1: We're more like a dolphin. What does that. That what, does that. That what, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Dolphins are common, right? Or maybe they're not. Maybe maybe they don't have any dolphins where they. I
0: don't know what that means.
1: Yeah, we're more Anyhow. like a dolphin. It's, right. yeah, it's definitely a weird thing. But this is, you know, I think that their value is going to be very much in that data that they can bring together and 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 help with the scheduling for for cities that don't have this mm. this kind of infrastructure who run who run based on feel. There you go. Yeah, 40 million bucks. 40 40. It's a lot of money. See a lot of money. <laughs> it is. It's too much money. Well, yeah, you know. Somebody's having a good time. Yeah. Hey, did you know that uh, I was watching the Super Bowl yesterday? So of course, everybody seemed to be across the planet. This is a kind of a unifying thing. It's a it's a, a pinnacle of culture, right? Um, did you notice the head referee what his name was? No. Cleat. 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 Good name. Yeah, like, I, I think you're pretty much set in life. If your name is Cleet, you have to be something that wears, wears cleats.
0: Yeah.
1: You could have, like, the Cleet Cleet brand. That was, like, the
0: story of, the, of that Super Bowl, honestly. It's, yeah. like, besides, like, I mean, I didn't re- I didn't. Oh, yeah, catch yeah. That. But like the field was in such poor condition, like yeah. you, they kept talking about how like guys had to keep keep changing cleats and trying to get better traction on the field. I mean, it was just crazy.
1: And you know, oh, this is we're way off here, but I, yeah. every time they pan to the bench, there's, there's like you know a, a dude from, from Denver with oxygen mask on, right? He's like, yeah. Phew. And I'm thinking, look, the, they're lower, you know, than they are in Denver. It's warmer compared yeah. to in Denver. Why would they need more oxygen when yeah. they're in San Francisco versus people who need it in Denver? I think there's going to be like an oxygen <clears throat> gate. oxygen gate, right? We need we need some kind of controversy. <laughs> here we <you> go. <laughs> all right, yeah. carry on. what was really in that thing? I PC? don't. Uh, you know what? I, yeah. it's some kind of PCP. I'm just uh, something was happening. Was just saying. Anyhow, they were all, all high. Right.
0: Our fourth story. Well, I'm sticking with the city of Los Angeles carry again uh, for the second story here for me, uh, and this is about a project between uh, the Billboard Collective and LALA uh, LA Arts uh, that has worked with Ace the Ace Hotel. Uh, which is a very cool hotel property in LA, and they've teamed up with WeTransfer. Now, have you used this WeTransfer? I have. Uh, you know, you got to send a giant file and email. It, you know, won't handle it. Um, you got to get this file over to whatever, and WeTransfer is one of the ways to do that. Now, this is an interesting thing. So, the Ace Hotel and WeTransfer are partnered up, and they've taken a billboard uh, that's in close proximity to the Ace Hotel in downtown LA. And they're basically giving this billboard over to uh, local LA artists, and each month they'll create a large-scale visual message for the downtown LA community uh, using this billboard as their, uh, you know, as their canvas, if you will. Um, and this is pretty cool. So, and then when viewers uh, visit the downtown uh, LA website, they can click on the uh, artist names uh, and get a link to their we Transfer zip folder. Um, where all, you know the, the folder basically pulls up you know um, you know different images and different files of the uh, of the art being created and the process along the way of this art being created. So you know it's kind of a neat way to kind of draw attention to uh, WeTransfer's platform and this ability to store large files and, and transfer large files. Um, you know that uh, artwork and, and videos around creation of artwork and things like that would be huge files. I could see. Um, and I like that the Ace Hotel is, is kind of supporting the arts and getting behind these artists and using, uh, you know, a billboard in this way uh, as a canvas for, for art. So there you go. Ace Hotel and We Transfer team up um, and uh, in partnership with um, the LA, LA Arts community and the Billboard Creative. There you go.
1: So what is this, an L.A. show? Is that what this is?
0: It, 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 yeah.
1: Like, I think this is because we had story number two. The uh, location-based open data from uh, Los Angeles at the East Hotel, and we transfer. And then our final story is is about uh, Starbreeze, and I've never heard of Starbreeze. But I'm not an active gamer. Like I'm not a big gamer, right? I I I watch my kids play games, and it's usually Minecraft. And then you know it's weird they read Minecraft fiction. I can't. They can't get enough Minecraft. uh, You know, fiction, fan fiction. So I buy these books and sets, and they they consume them. It's crazy. And every time we go on long trips, they want to listen to Minecraft books, and it's like a Minecraft. <laughs> so that's the only game that I've been exposed to. Um, but uh, this is a company called Starbreeze Studios, and uh, they've actually done some great—they've st- done some great games, like they've done the Walking Dead game, and they've done John Wick. And they've raised a little bit of money to kind of bring Crossfire, which is uh, which is a game uh, to uh, to their virtual reality world. And that's mm. what they've just announced is that they want—they're—they're going to create the very first Starcade. Right, uh, yep. and the way that they look at this arcade as as a virtual reality arcade, so you can go in, and they're going to do this in Los Angeles somewhere. They haven't, they say they found a place, but they haven't announced where that place is going to be. And you're going to be able to go in there and get all virtual reality doubt and and be a part of of this world to see what it's what the impact that it's going to have on the video gaming industry, and in the gaming industry. So that's what they want to do. They want to set up just like the good old arcades. The quarter arcades that I grew up with, playing yeah. Galaga and Pac Man. I and was Nick there. Pac-Man. Man, I and remember that game. I don't remember what it was. It was like the uh, the track and field, track and field, right? Where you had to hit the buttons, brrr, bing, and you had to run and jump and and yet. Anyways, it was the greatest. Donkey game. Kong. Donkey Kong, man. I was good at Donkey Kong. Yeah, it was good, but it was it was more like Galaga and, and Qbert. Remember Q-Bert? Q-Bert. Of course, I remember Cubert. QBert was good. So cute, so cute. Yeah. But all of these games were amazing, right? Back in the day, yeah. where it was like six bit and it was all you could have, right? eight bit. So now what they're talking about is virtual reality arcades, uh, and they're going to open their first one in Los Angeles, and they're going to be bringing their own titles in, of course, but they're saying, listen, anybody else who wants to bring in a title, bring it, bring it, bring it. And uh, I can't wait to try it. One of the caveats, and it's a good comment, and it's a good thing to think about, is that many people uh, get so disoriented when they're their first time that they use virtual reality uh, that they should also bring their own own barf buckets or barf bags, just, just for the first time, right? Just... It, it, it's going to be bad for a little while, and then until people get it right. But then I've also heard, Steve, this is interesting because I've, I've read a bunch of articles on virtual reality because everybody's talking about it these days. Of course, with with Facebook buying Oculus and and Samsung uh, getting into it, and Microsoft getting into it, and, and I think that. Um, what what I've read is a lot about is that it's just it's not a great experience yet. Like we're years away from having that really seamless experience, uh, you know, having enough frame rate so that you don't feel disoriented or there's no lag. Or, so, but I think that it, we're getting close. And uh, so there's mm-hmm. two sides to this. But I would love to see something like this, like a Starcade, a virtual reality arcade, and that's exactly what Starbreeze Studios plans on doing.
0: I you know what would be really cool is, so I int- I introduced my son uh, yesterday to Indiana Jones. Oh, sweet. Um, and, and so he's like, he's seen all the Star Wars stuff and I figured, okay, you know, it's George Lucas, it's Harrison Ford. Like he kind of like, there's there's all that, right? Yeah. So, but he uh, he watched it and he, he liked it. But like, there was a lot of complaints along the way, right? Like, cause he's like. <laughs> he's too smart for it now. No, because there's so much dialogue in that movie. Yeah. Right. It's not like all action scenes. Right. Nope. It's it's just dialogue. And then he's like, he's he's listening to this dialogue and he's like, he comes through and he's like, now, like, why are they talking about the Nazis? Is this like in the war right now? And then like, you know, what's what's happening? Like, 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 he, like, it's all confusing to him, right? Because he knows stuff from like all these other things yeah. he's read or all these like, you know, or he'll see that Nazi thing. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, that was in like, you know, Red Skull and Captain America. And I'm like, oh, and he's like he's mixing it all up it was was really interesting though but he liked it but then the reason i'm bringing this up it's like way off topic but is like picture now like you could be indiana jones like in virtual reality i already am go on that like quest to find you know the ark or whatever like it is right like it's it's pretty cool right like you know to be able to kind of think of yourself doing that
1: well i would uh I, i think that it's a i mean look I'm big on this. The only challenge that I have is that you know, even in my youth, and the video games were not great back when I was when I was into video games, but they were good enough to keep me immersed and to really have that discussion in my head, which was, "No, I don't need to go to school. I'm going to play video games all day." Right. So now, (laughs) yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a big stretch to to make that decision. But now, when you when you start to think about it, when it's virtual reality, and uh, you know, a lot of people in Second Life back early on in Second Life you know, kind of abolished their first life, their primary life. And I always have that worry when I see kids, like my own kids, get behind the Xbox and it's like two hours will go by and they're like, no, Dad, that wasn't two hours, right? Like they lose time. And there's and, and that's what we call video game time. And I always worry that, you know, virtual reality will then take people right out of this world, completely out of this world. Uh. And, and what does that do to, to kids um who who are who are susceptible because we're all susceptible especially at that age when you strap on um you know a big screen and a game console there's no doubt they can spend they can spend days locked in there um and that's the only word that i have but that's just as a parent but as a you know as a guy i would like to see this happening because we used to spend four five six hours in oh, arcades. i know it's crazy arcades arcades creepy men in arcades yeah but we would yeah. sit there and play video games.
0: That was when there was an actual reason to go to the mall because yeah. the arcade was there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, and we would just sometimes we wouldn't go to the arcade. We would just go to a restaurant that had Galaga, and we'd sit there tabletop Galaga. <laughs> there you
0: go. All right, nice, nice. So, those right. are the
1: top five industry news items. We most of it, you know, centered around LA and pizza, right? And pizza because it was San Francisco, anyways, for the Super Bowl. Man, you know what? It was all West Coast stuff, except for one little small thing. <laughs> Um, So that's it. Those are the top five industry news. We uh, don't have a resource, but I have a recommendation and and I think that everybody should pick this up. Especially if you are interested in uh, industries of the future, and that's exactly what this is called, the industries of the future. It's by Alec Ross. It's a book. Uh, and, it is, and it's Alec Ross worked for Hillary Clinton when she was the Secretary of State. And so he got to tour around with her and take a look at what was going on across the world. He had unfettered access to some of the top minds and the top leaders in the world in, in, uh, who are emerging, you know, that at the time were emerging as uh, as business leaders. And so he got a good perspective. And so he talks very actively and openly about h- these experiences and what he sees as some of the big industries to come and what countries are poised to emerge into this next phase of industry. So he talks about robots and robotics and virtual reality and augmented reality. And he talks about those kinds of things. And, and he talks about uh, the blockchain and Bitcoin and the future of currency. So it's a, it's a good book. I mean, it's it's great if you have no understanding of it at all it 's good if you have an understanding of it, and uh, I really liked the last chapter, which was what what are the you know two or three things that will inside of a country that will allow them to uh, prosper in the coming economy so uh, it 's it's it's, it's worthwhile and and it 's a good quick read it 's very well written, very conversational. Talk about the blockchain and bitcoin gets a little bit confusing if you don't understand that, but other than that it's a good book. It's called The Industries of the Future by Alec Ross. So there it's a book report and it's relevant to all of you guys out there because this is this is uh something that you should stay current on. The Industries of the Future, Alec Ross. So cool. it's not a resource, it's just recommendation. It's good though. I like it. I like like I'm, I read a lot, so if you have questions about books, you can follow me on Goodreads. Just go to goodreads.com and and do a search and you'll you'll find out what I like. Um which seems to be a lot, man, a lot about space travel. <laughs> mm. All right. What do All you right. say we, uh, jump into the member news, AK and wrap this puppy up. In Let's do it. World All right. Laker we'll time. be, we'll be
0: super quick on this. All so, right. uh, first story, uh, our good friends moving from LA now to Chicago. Geofedia has raised $17 million. This is a series B, uh, round for them. And, uh, you might know these guys as kind of monitoring all of the social location conversation that's going on. Uh, they pull uh, feeds from Instagram, Twitter, uh, Periscope, Vine, YouTube, you name it, um, kind of aggregate all that stuff and then basically layer it on top of a map and allow you to kind of do geotargeting targeting uh, connected to that and, and analysis connected to that. Um, and. Uh, this is uh, this is cool because uh, uh, they say that they're going to use some of the funding to expand open new offices uh, across the. US um, as well as uh, start to look at beyond just social data and you know pull data from beacons and other platforms in addition to that. So uh, I like this. I think this makes sense. The money's coming from Silversmith Capital Partners, which has contributed 15 out of that 17 million dollars. Uh, as well as uh, a few others um, that are supporting this. So there you go, $17 million bucks for GeoFedia. Second story, um, now this is over to the UK where Land Rover uh, has been running a uh, campaign, a branding campaign called hibernot uh, hashtag Hibernaut. So, you know, playing on it's winter instead of hibernating, get out there and and Hibernaut um and uh, so th- what they've done is pretty cool um so th- again this is using uh out of home billboard display space they've taken iconic locations in um in london so such as the SE1 tower in waterloo uh the northern lights in leeds uh and others and they basically look taken billboards that are kind of near these actual buildings um And then these are digital billboards and and so it might be a a dreary blah winter day in London and you see what you see and when you look at that kind of tower, but then in the billboard you see a very nice uh, different view, different perspective uh, from Instagram that somebody has uh, taken a shot of that particular location from that position. In Instagram and so they're using basically the billboards as a picture frame and then layering uh Instagram uh, filtered Instagram content into this uh to show you know a better view of of, of that uh, particular uh, uh iconic uh, location than it is what it currently sees so get out there and experience life brought to you by Land Rover it's a great branding campaign I think it's really cool um you know to kind of have that association and again like uh, you know maybe the theme here is is art and location you know, and um, and content, whether it's created by actual artists or created by you know everyday people through Instagram, um, and using digital um, signage or, or billboard space to do that um, in in specific locations is pretty cool. Third story uh, indoors. We've mentioned these guys last week, uh, and they're back again this week. They were at a local conference in Germany, and just a quick story here that uh, they've announced uh, an integration with Mycelo, uh, the mapping company Mycelo. Um, so basically, Micello maps are now uh, automatically imported into uh, indoors uh, tools and products, um, and so right through the SDK, um, you can pull these these Micello maps in, into uh, into their system. So it's just a, a technology partnership, a good one, um, and these guys are moving you know heavy indoors that is into the sort of indoor navigation space, not just beacons and push messaging, but actual mapping and navigation, wayfinding, if you will. And they showed a good example of that while I was over in Loka. I don't think it's publicly announced yet, but for a major retailer, they've mapped the store layout. So pretty cool stuff. All right. Our four-story Screen Vision and Mobiquity Networks have teamed up, and this is to bring beacons to the movie theater business. And so, uh, 300 cinemas have deployed beacons, uh, Mobiquity's uh, beacon technology uh, through Screen Vision uh, into this. Um, screen Vision has technology currently in, in 2,300 theaters, and this is an initial pilot of 300 uh, to see how that goes. Now, this is not the first time uh, that this has happened. It, it, you know, bringing beacons into movie theaters, as I mentioned previously. You know the Unicast guys had had already run uh, a project like this in in Norway, uh, working with the VG newspaper company's app and um, Kappa, the, the movie theater um, uh, operator over there, and Coca Cola. So. This is, you know, uh, certainly um, maybe the first in in, in the U.S., but uh, this kind of stuff of bringing beacon technology to the to the cinema uh, scene, if you will, is 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 interesting and it's cool. And I think, you know, we're going to see more of this kind of moving into other segments of retail or, or other categories. Um, and as I said, if you're coming to retail local, you'll you'll hear the Unicast uh, Kappa case study firsthand around this. Uh, so good stuff. But. Um, again, mobiquity and screen vision teaming up to to make this happen at three hundred theaters in the United States of America. And our final story, McDonald's. McDonald's. Rob, pizza. We start with pizza, we end with McDonald's.
1: Seems like seems like a healthy bookend.
0: Yeah. Well I mean you, 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 we, it's the Super Bowl, right? It's, nothing's healthy about <laughs> it, right? Cheat
1: day. Cheat day. It's
0: cheat day, cheat day right? So uh, McDonald's has uh, launched a, a cool campaign. This is, uh, I guess, they do this every year. I, I, I wasn't aware of it. Maybe it's only in the U.S. Um, but from the ninth of February uh, tomorrow, uh, if you're listening to this, um, until the fifteenth of February, basically all stores in the U.S. will change their plastic toys uh, that you would get normally get in the Happy Meal to books. Uh, There's four titles around this, um, and uh, they are Bruce Hale's Clark the Shark Takes Heart, Laura Numeroff's uh, and Felicia Bond's Happy Valentine's Day, um, uh, Mouse—sorry, Happy Valentine's Day, Mouse, uh, and Kimberly and James Dean's Pete the Cat, uh, Valentine's Day is Cool, uh, and Michael Bond's uh, Paddington, which is the only non-Valentine's book. So they're going after the Valentine's theme. But this is all about fighting uh, literacy uh, for kids uh, in the U.S. Um, They're working with HarperCollins on this and uh, a group called Reading is Fundamental, um, which is the largest uh, literacy nonprofit organization in the U.S. They claim that uh, more than 50 million books uh, will have been uh, distributed to children by the end of this year. 50 million books. That's huge. That is huge.
1: That's using their, their power for good.
0: Yeah, that's using their power for good. I love this. I think this is amazing. Um, and good on McDonald's for you know throwing out the toys for a week and going with books.
1: You know, you know, I just wonder, see, Though, is that uh, like you're fattening up the kids uh, and then uh, trying to feel good about teaching them how to read? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. I like, I, I, in all honesty, I don't know if you want to if you want to teach those people how to read who eat McDonald's all the time because then they might actually read about what's in the food. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Didn't they come out with this, this uh, salad, this kale salad that had more fat and more salt than yeah, a Double crazy. Big Mac? Yeah. I yeah. Don't I don't know. See, that's what happens when you read the ingredients and stuff, kids. You realize that, oh, 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 no, 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 You shouldn't eat that stuff. So you should read, but don't eat McDonald's. God, but they're a member, eh? See, so I shouldn't say those things. Don't say those things. Don't no. say those things. <laughs> Just kidding. No, this is a good initiative.
0: Uh, go hand out some books. Uh, go get a book if you're in the U.S., if you have kids. Go pick up
1: a book. You know, I, I um I, since I've had kids, I've had to uh refamiliarize myself with the library. Remember that thing? Yeah. oh yeah. The library. I go to the library all the time. Man, I it is a it is a scary germ infested place, the library. And kids are up in the like in the bean bags. they're you know, like in our library around here where they got like a bean bag area where you sit in the beanbags and they're all making out in the beanbags and I'm like <laughs> kids avert your eyes. Take take your groping elsewhere. But I'm thinking like uh, where else would you go and grope in, when you're a teenager? In the winter in Ottawa. The library. It's the place to be. There you go. All right. And this just in. Breaking news. Uh-oh.
0: Breaking news. What is that? To, to end the show. So that's the end of our five stories. That right. is it.
1: Ten stories. Five events. Or ten stories. Five industry news items. Five member news items. And what's, what is What is it that's breaking to end our breaking
0: show? Breaking news. New speaker just confirmed for Retail Loco. Oh. Another reason to come to South by Southwest.
1: Who is it? Purina. 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 Like the, the pet food Purina? Yes. It's going to sound like Bruce Springsteen. There you go. Period. Bruce Springsteen. Well, so there you go. Is Bruce Springsteen going to be speaking? I don't want to start a rumor, I don't know. but Retail I Loco, know. I think he's going to I mean, Lady
0: Gaga was, was there like two years ago or whatever. So maybe, maybe Bruce is going
1: to do South By. Well, Bruce did South By. I did a great keynote a couple of years ago, three years ago. And yeah. uh, it brought me to tears that I couldn't be there for that. But I'm th- talking about Retail Loco. He's going to be there, right? Yeah, that's the room we're we're Maybe maybe via augmented reality. Maybe by just by proxy of me. I'll bring pictures. Anybody who's there, hey, you know, uh, speaking of Lady Gaga, let's finish with this: is that her rendition of uh, of the Star Spangled Banner yesterday was actually very good. I I thought it was probably the best best part of the whole game.
0: The singing was good. Yeah, she looked weird. The costume was weird. Wow. Oh. I actually read something on Twitter that said, you know, that basically showed a picture of her in in, in that outfit with that hair and that getup. Yeah, and it, it said something. I like. I can't remember the exact word, but it was something along the lines of, you know, this is what you look like when you have to do the Super Bowl, and then 30 minutes later, you have to host the Hunger Games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's been known. She's been known for her avant-garde uh, yeah. style and fashion, and uh, it, you know. At least she was covered up, and there were no uh, no no malfunctions. Yes. And um, but you know what? I at least and at least it wasn't a suit made out of meat. I'll just put it that way, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. But she sang. She's got a great voice. And anyway, she does but, have a good voice. Uh, you know, I'm not a Lady Gaga. Like,
0: you know, like she 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 is very talented. I, yep. I will say that. I mean, like I like the costumes and all that. Like it's just too much for me. But like if you go like sometime, just jump on on Google and search like Lady Gaga, like before she was Lady Gaga. Yeah, she was like, great. Like there's stuff with her just sitting at a piano and singing and playing and just unbelievable talent, like, you know, without any costume. Yeah, like just unbelievable stuff before she got all crazy into that stuff.
1: Well, she also did this song called "The Edge of Glory," which featured my man Clarence Clemens. It was the last song that he put down with his saxophone before he died of a stroke. So, that's you know, she's got that. There you go. Yeah. All right, let's end this, Asif, episode at number 271, 271. We will be back for 272, right before Asif gets on a cruise ship and takes off into the middle of some hot, warm weather, right? That's where you're going next week? week That's right. yeah. So we will be back for 272 with a bevy, a bevy of stories, stuff that we put off because it's so great recording that later this week so if you have anything that you'd like to contribute now is the time to reach out rob at untether.tv or asif at the lbma.com of course you can find us on the twitters at rob Woodbridge at asifrcon we are everywhere in all places so please reach out and uh, say hi we would love to hear from you until then we'll see you for episode 272 asif have a great warm week in toronto see you later everybody all right